This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, we explore the genderization of fashion and why the romper fiasco was a great time to delete Facebook friends, save space and when black folks bring white supremacy to the party, why college kind of sucked, and mad other shit. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready, ready. I'm so, ready, ready. What y'all wanna do? Hey. Wanna be ballers, shot callers, brawlers. Who be dipping in the bins with the spoilers? Beow. On a low from the Jake in the something. Beow. Trying to get my hand on some grass like, like horrors. Grants. Yeah, leaving the road. We should have just skipped to Ludicamp. Three course meal, spaghetti, <laughs> fettuccine, and veal. But still, still, everything is real. And, all right, it's too long. You're right. <laughs> we should have just did Little Kim's verse. What's up, y'all? Welcome hey, to y'all. Tea with Queen and Jay. We, we are, are two, two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea. tea. I am Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea, tea with, with Queen, Queen and Jay. Jay. Wanna rumble with the B, huh? Bzz, throw a hex on the whole family. family. <laughs> I can't do this unless I do that little dance that she does. I gotta rock like, like that. Because she's like fucking yeah. spazzing. I have yes. to rock like that. Yes. Yeah, whenever you hear that joint played in the club, everyone is everyone is rocking like everyone. little Kim. Everyone. You can't just like, oh, she's everyone. a fucking icon, yo. Everyone. I love her. Me All right. Too. I miss your old face. Oh, I wasn't going to do that anymore. Oh, Did it already. That's Too okay. Bad. That's it's all done. right. I love and accept Little Kim's new face as well. Um, what's up with you, yo? Nothing. 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 What's up with you? Nothing. Um, if you would like to follow the conversation being had on this podcast. <laughs> okay. You can use the hashtag T with QJ. Uh, that's T-E-A with QJ. Use it on Twitter. Use it on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, all that. All that, that shit. shit. All that shit. All that Follow shit. Follow all that shit. Yeah, do that. Do that. Um, yes. And if you want to donate and support this podcast and help us grow, you can donate. There are two ways to donate. You can hit our PayPal, mm-hmm. uh, paypal.me backslash T with QJ. That's yes. right. I said the fucking backslash. Deal with it. Um, and that's any you amount that you want to give. We will take it. We love it. No, I'm not. I apologize to all of my STEM folks. I take it. We'll love it. Whatever amount you give. If you want to subscribe to our Patreon, what you get in return for subscribing to our Patreon is more of this lovely podcast. Yes, it's yes. the same podcast. It's just it's just this. This is what you get here. Um, <laughs> you, what we're trying to do is if everyone if, or everyone who listens to this show donates $2 a month to us, that's $24 a year, we can do all the shit that we want to do with this show to help keep it afloat and get more people listening to it and just make that shit pop and help take down white supremacist patriarchal capitalism and it's all in the spirit of giving, giving your money bland- oh giving oh your money to black women pay black women give them your money all 2017 is the year of giving black we women we want in your, your pockets money. son that's right so thank you to everyone who's donated if you want to again once again subscribe to the patreon what's the website for that patreon.com slash Okay. That's right. So very simple. You can also go to our website, teawithqueenandjay.com, and hit the donation link. And then you have both of the options there. PayPal right. button is there. Patreon button is there. That's right. We got you. We make stuff easy to we give do. us your money. That's right. So thank you for that. What kind of tea are you drinking? I am drinking strawberry or gray tea. Mm-hmm. Jay, once again, overpacked my tea I'm bag. I'm sorry. I am drinking enough tea for I'm a family sorry. of three. I like them double stuffed. I'm drinking tea for a family sorry. of three. Sorry. It's one of those tea bags where you got, it's loosely tea. And it's caffeinated tea. I to put tea. it in there myself. This bitch doesn't want me to ever go to sleep. I'm sorry. I didn't even sleep yesterday. I've been running I'm all sorry. day. I'm sorry. 
I try. Now I can't today because she gave you know, me tea for a family of three. Does she ever make the tea? I never no. make the tea, so you but I complain about the get. tea. You get what you get. Whatever. Look. You get what you get. I get the right to be a mediocre white man. And I'm going to complain not about me. this fucking tea. <laughs> You're not right? supposed to. I have to practice on everyone. Oh, okay. Until I get the shit no, right. You're not supposed to oppress me. Until speaking, I get it right. Speaking of donations, we had folks who hit us up this past week. Yes. Yes, we did. So we want to give libations. What are libations? Libations are when we pour one out for the homies um it's how we say thank you it's how we show gratitude it's we pour whatever's in our cup and we're pouring it for you we're pouring love baby we're pouring love out so we want to give libations to terry um who hit us up with a lovely donation thank you so much we appreciate you we want to thank rachel for hitting our paypal thank you so much that's actually my home girl from college so thank you girl i appreciate you very much Idajo hit up our Patreon. So thank you so much for subscribing. And we have Angela. That's right. Throwback tea with Throwback. Queen and Jay. Like since the beginning. Started from the bottom. Now we now hear here. Angela. Back when she was like, you guys, um, I love the show, show but, but your audio is hard. It's terrible. And I'm trying. <laughs> I've tried so hard. I tried. <laughs> I want to listen. I really, really do. But I just can't. I can't do it if it's you, gonna continue like were, this. You were really low. Were you whispering this yeah, episode? Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Angela, Jeez. for sticking with yeah. us. We love and appreciate. Started from you. the bottom. Now we're here, yeah. Angela. That's her name now. Thank you. Thank yes. you so much. Yes. She um, made a donation. Did you have anyone else? Or that was it. Mm, okay. That was her. I just knew you was gonna. I was just. I didn't. See, I didn't see your mouth forming her name. I'm like, no, you can't Thank forget. You. Started from the bottom, Angela. Thank you. I'm like, glad. Nah, you can't do I'm that. Glad that you remember that. Good. Yes. Good shit, yo. So. So you have more libations. Yes. So I have one quick libation. I went crazy this weekend because I thought I lost my wallet while I was doing a day of drinking all day. Mm-hmm. And um, cried like a baby in a car because I'm like that. Crying in the car. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and I just want to thank banks or debit card people for remembering or for creating that feature where you could freeze your card. Mm-hmm. and it's like you don't have to cancel it right. you just freeze it and then the next day when i went home i realized the bitch never brought her wallet outside that's great um so i just like flipped it back on and my mm-hmm. life is fine i didn't have to wait for a new card or any of that shit so libations for whoever thought of that idea thank you because you saved me a lot of fucking headache that's cool i like not having headaches yeah, so that's that. yes. I lost my credit card once and I called them and I was like, yo, we got to turn this off. I lost my card. And they're like, well, the last purchase was Domino's. I was like, oh, it, they were in my sweatpants. <laughs> like, oh, when I ate that Domino's, they were in them sweatpants. Thank you. Girl. And we, For your research. Right? And we laughed and moved on. So that was <laughs> that's cool. That's hilarious. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so we did a bunch of cool shit this weekend. Now, this weekend was lit. It was really really amazing it was was very cool so we want to give libations to everybody who was at amped brunch um that was amped uh amplifying women of color color in podcasting um and it was a brunch by berry of podcast and color and um she partnered with spotify to do it also joy marie of job logs yeah um was one of the hosts as well and it was just a dope brunch there were about 50 uh, women podcasters yeah and just like celebrating one another and sharing ideas and um tatiana king from Fanbro show was one of the facilitators um who else was facilitating i don't know okay <laughs> <laughs> 
They were lovely women. They were great. But they were I did great. not. I don't remember great. their names. The host of For, Color Ner- for, for Colored Nerds was one of the facilitators. Okay. Nima, I believe her name is, who's uh, one of yeah, the producers. Yeah, yes. producers of Another Round. And uh, the host of Dreams and Drive okay. podcast, yeah. So okay. they were, yeah. So those those were the panelists, and um, it was fucking lit, yo. They were very giving of knowledge and information. It felt all of the women who were in the room and who stayed in the room were all very open with sharing information. Like yes. sometimes you're in those rooms and you feel like people are like that like you need a password and yeah they don't give you that shit right because you got to earn the right exactly to get to that password exactly. wasn't that yeah. wasn't the energy the, in that right at exactly all. exactly so yeah so it was just a blessing for us to be included and invited to participate and then like once we were there it was just really it was it was really special it, it was, was nice good. to be they in kept us full of fool and alcohol yeah like yes that's the other thing sometimes you go to an event it's like yo you calling this a brunch these are snacks we went. We've gone Why did to. Why you say you were gonna feed us? We've gone to an event that was like a fucking talk. Not even a talk, like a fucking. Remember years ago when we first started podcasting, uh-huh. there was like this huge event with many different speakers, and it was like right. chips and water. Like that's all. It was all all day event. It was an all day event. You had sponsorships from AT and T. And then you gave us chips and water. Yeah, that was that was cool. <laughs> That's like, don't do your, don't do people. Yeah. And we were at a free thing. Right. This right. other thing was a paid event. Don't do that to people. Yep. This is a libation, but that stuff. That is, was a that was a harsh that, kind of that was a hard people. scary memory. Yeah, I had blocked it out. <laughs> you on did because you was like, what is I the was fuck hungry is you talking all about? Day. I didn't know where that was going. But anyway, yeah. So if you guys want to check out, um, and pe- we were tweeting about it, and there are pictures floating about. So if you look, if you follow the hashtag Amped Brunch. Um, you can kind of follow and see like what see was happening was, that day yeah, and who was there happening. and all that stuff. I met a lot of great people. Mm-hmm. And what I loved about it was that Jay, you're a great partner. Thank Love you. you. But a lot of times I feel like we're alone, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. But it was nice to go and see other women who were like having the same struggles as right. me, trying to figure out the same things as me. And seeing so many people that I already knew mm-hmm. it was like you forget your network right right it was right. like oh hey girl yeah it's like man. oh this is like what we do yeah, we like do we do this work yeah. and we know people oh. like in this industry in yeah. this growing industry yeah, or whatever. So, yeah it was yeah, like with so many people in there because i didn't know who's gonna be there mm-hmm. so when i went in i was like oh my god hey you oh shoot yeah. it was just like wow like i do know people mm-hmm. in this space mm-hmm. in this industry um you're not as alone as you feel right what the hell get your shit together queen oh and i forgot i don't did i mention daytriana of spotify she was uh also one of the hosts i think i said spotify spotify i said spotify (laughs) but i didn't say they had a baby that would be cool (laughs) that's not a bad name spotify you better get down off that table Better get down. Spatriana. <laughs> so libations to Amped Brunch. Also, before we get into the other cool shit we yes. did this weekend, I had even, like, this is like, it's been a buildup. Thursday, I went to a work event, which mm-hmm. I rarely do, right? But I'm a part of the Black uh, Employee Resource Group or whatever. So it's like the Black Group. <laughs> so why are you laughing? This is really the name of the group? No, it's not. Oh, okay. I can't say the name of the group. That's not the name of the group. Oh, no, okay. but the employee, it's the, it's an ERGs, right? So different companies have ERGs or whatever for different things. It could be like millennials. It could be Asians. It could be oh, okay. LGBTQ, whatever. Um, any type, when I say whatever, I mean any number of things this group could be. So 
I go to the black ERG group thing. And because I was thinking this at least, and this one was black women focused and we were talking about hair. So I was like, at minimum, I can go to this thing and meet other black women and like talk about my podcast. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because that's really, besides being at work to get my check, I'm really there to just get other people to listen to my podcast, right? Um, and it was really, really great. That's it was, cool. yeah, like the actual, we were talking about hair and stuff like that. So that was fine. I always feel left out as a 4C black girl. Mm-hmm. And so they were talking about curly hair. And it was, I was like, if they don't bring a 4C black girl out of here, I'm fucking walking out. They brought a 4B black girl out. It 4B, was good enough. Oh, 4B. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was I good have enough. Some 4B I accepted going on, it. But I, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm like a five. Okay. That's, that's where I'm, <laughs> I'm at. I'm a mixed job. Uh, but um, anyway, that is so that was fine. But like, really, like the afterwards, like mixing and talking to black women about their experience at what is sometimes in what is sometimes a hostile environment, mm-hmm. working for a place that is where you are the minor- minority, yeah. that's a majority white space, and the ideas are of that majority white mentality. Um, so we were in the bathroom, me and like two other girls having this conversation about um, some hostility. I think it depends on what department you're in. So talking about some of those hostilities and the bathroom door opened and we both turned around like we all turned around scared to death. Like we were in the middle of like a plantation somewhere plotting our escape or whatever. We're always in a plantation. I know. I know. Luckily, we again, this was like the black ERG meeting. So. Uh-huh. It was another black girl coming in the bathroom and she looked, she saw, she was like, oh my God, I saw the terror <laughs> in your faces. <laughs> like, it's just, we were so relieved. It was just, and in that moment, it was just a reflection of how special and important it is to have sp- safe space for black women and black people. And um, yeah, it was just great. It was just great. I was, sometimes it's difficult. You never know what kind of black person you're talking to in some of these spaces at work. So, so there's a little bit of um, trepidation there, if yeah. that's the right word or whatever, just mm-hmm. like hesitation in opening up and like being your full self or like sharing your fears and shit like that. But it just felt good to be in a safe space with those women. So it was, it was, it was really good. And I did give out a lot of cards and talk about my podcast. That's so good. It was nice. Okay. So libations to that shit. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then oh, and I ran into Sari, and then on the way from there, I ran into one of our listeners, Nina Asukar. Uh-huh. So that was dope too. Cool. She was very nice. Okay, I don't know. How do you know if she wants you to say her whole name? No, I'm joking. She's a DJ. That's a DJ joking. name. Check her out. It's and she's mad pretty in person. Her skin is fucking like flawless. It's a joke. It was deep. I gotta scratch my ear. Um. So back to my weekend. GJ made it about her. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So then, um, so Friday, I mean, Saturday was great, amazing. And then I went to my friend's brunch, which was amazing. And that's when I had my breakdown and I thought I lost my wallet or whatever. And I blamed all the white people Mm -hmm. um, just because they were there. I mean, it's their fault. (laughs) It was like, it's your fault. Mm -hmm. It's you people. Um, Anyway. You people. Oh, my. Uh, Oh, well, I wasn't. um, I'm joking. Oh, I was like, I wasn't doing that. I was just blaming them. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Then the next day, um, I like I've been saying on the podcast, I partnered up with the Free Black Women's Library and um, had a meet up, and it was just really, really nice. Um, I just like being around black women. Like it's just it just makes me happy because it's not like a huge extravaganza happened this weekend. Mm-hmm. They were all pretty low key. Right 
places, but it was like black women safe spaces, and it was just like I had a blast, like mm-hmm. the time of my life this weekend because it was just like mad sister girl stuff. Like I just, I enjoyed that, and mm-hmm. then no one. Maybe it happened to Jay, but no one attacked these spaces <laughs> for oh, me. Yeah. So it was like, yes, I didn't have to um, think about other things mm-hmm. or isms or whatever. It was just like happiness, like love, mm-hmm. peace. This is great. Like it was, it was just really, really nice. Mm-hmm. So the black woman, the free black woman library, um, just to say a little bit of what it is, is a pop up library that friend of the show Ola does, friend of Jay and I, um. She does a pop-up every month, different theme every year. This theme was about fabrics and tech, African fabrics and textiles. And she had, um, what's her name? Busaya. She had Busaya speak about um, the history of... A lot of those, like, a lot of what we believe to be African prints um, and kind of talked about different fabrics and from different regions and the history of some of today's prints, African, quote unquote, African prints as we know it. Yeah, yeah. So it was really interesting. I learned some things today that I did not know. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just nice. And then it's nice to see someone. Because um, when it comes to the space, when it comes to me and black women and entrepreneurship, it's usually in the media realm mm-hmm. because that's the space that I'm in. But to hear someone else passionately speak about their entrepreneurial um um a little bit of her journey because mm-hmm. she's like she's she she made it a discussion and it was like hey you know when i i had p- patrons who were non-black who were interested in this like i didn't know what to do what like can y'all help me with you know that type of thing mm-hmm. so it was cool to see um another black woman in the entrepreneurial entrepreneurial space um still trying to figure out and navigate it right. you know it was just really cool and i just like seeing black women just being dope and she was being dope. Mm-hmm. And the library was dope. And the drinks were dope. And the weather was dope. It did get a little bit chilly later. I don't know about all of that. But it was a beautiful day though. And it was outside. It was it was, it was fucking dope. Really, we were really at nice. um Bed Vine. Bed Vine. Yeah. It was just really nice. Perfect, perfect day. It's really good. Mm-hmm. patience to like black women joy. Yep. And we met another listener, Brianna. Yes. We met oh my God. Thank you. Libations to Brianna. We met her at the brunch. And she like made me feel amazing a fucking amazing because she like fangirled like because she was like she came to me like um what is your name and i was like naima she was like but i was like queen she's like yeah! <laughs> yes i know it i know it i'm like jay i think she listens to the show <laughs> like, it's like i know it and then me and her just started talking and she just expressed to me how much this show means to her and how right. much it is like helping her navigate black womanness. Mm-hmm. um so it was just like dope to like hear her like kind of gush over me Mm. and my work our work actually it was just like wow thank you like yeah it was it was was, was very very nice and she's a lovely person she's a lovely person great to meet her she's yeah and then i was like oh tomorrow i'm doing this and you should come and she's Mm -hmm. like all right she was there before i got there i love it i was like hey girl she's like hey i was like wow like you say you're gonna do something and you do it Mm -hmm. i fucks with you i just like people (laughs) like that (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah libations to brianna and check out her podcast um I think it's Bree Bro- Bree Books Bree Books Bree Books Pod. I think is her podcast. Yes, yeah, you're right. Okay, so it's Bree Books Pod, and her podcast is all about books. And I need to listen because I'm like a book nerd. I haven't mm-hmm. found a book podcast yet. I did listen to Ola had one for a while for the Black Free Black Women's Library, but she hasn't um, been doing it. So it's like, oh, another book one. Okay, I'm in there. 
So yeah, libations to Rihanna. Libations to Rihanna. <laughs> um, and then finally, one of our listeners wrote a book. Um, Kayla, I'm sure more of you have written books, but Kayla sent us a book. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of our listeners who writes books also sent us hey, a book. Yes, <laughs> too. So listener Kayla Stevenson sent us her book, Monday Mornings, A Cup of Laughter. Um, she said, I love your show. When I heard the podcast about sometimes you have to pop off at work, I burst into laughter. Continue to love, to love, live and laugh. Kayla Stevenson. Thank you so much, Kayla. We appreciate you. And I know there was, um, one of the listeners who left a letter, she wants to send them the book. So we have to connect those two. I have to make sure they can, um, get the book. Absolutely. Yes. So thank you, Kayla. Thank you, everybody, um, that we gave libations to. We love and appreciate you. And it happens. We are right. throwing a Juneteenth party. Oh, motherfucking Juneteenth, yo. Yes. We almost forgot that shit, yo. You almost forgot. I didn't. Oh, well, <laughs> you let it go on pretty long without us mentioning it, but that's okay. It was in my order, the way I had it. Yeah. You had yours earlier and you still didn't say it. Yeah. You had yours earlier. Than no, I didn't. Mine is here. Nope, it's after libations. Oh, that's odd. That's not how you said it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Juneteenth celebration. Juneteenth kickback. June 17th, Saturday. We will be at Von Bar NYC. Yes. That's at 3 Bleecker. We'll be there at 4 p.m. Come through, have a drink with us, celebrate Juneteenth. That is the day that slaves in Texas were free. That's when they finally fucking got word that, that they, they were fucking free. Because they were actually free for a while. They have been free for quite some time. And no one told a them. A few years at that. And yes. nobody fucking let them know. Nobody so it's the first black them. American holiday. Um, there is no other day that I know of that celebrates the freedom of slaves. Yeah. Black American slaves. Right. Right. Yes. Um, and so it's important to us to celebrate that. So this is our second annual Juneteenth celebration. So come through once again, Saturday, June 17th. 4 p.m. We will be at Von Bar. There will be music. There will be drinks. It's a free event. Come through, buy your drinks, yes. and you will be have turned a good up. Time, yo. It will be lit. There will be no hateration in the dancery. None. Like, Tell your all friends. Of that shit. Come through. Bring as many Can't people as you, you like. We're gonna post the. Um, there'll be more information. We're gonna post the link and all that good shit. Yes, but honest. mark your calendars. Mark your fucking calendar. Do it. Are you ready to get into the show? Yes. Okay. I am. I am. So, um, the internet did, not the internet, yeah, the internet, social media. Social media did what it does. It made something highly annoying be all over all of my nude feeds. Okay. Um, that whole romp him situation. What is the romp him situation? Stupid. Romp, pom, pom, <laughs> is that or something else? I don't know. Okay, so the romp him, for some reason, the romper for a man needs to be gendered. Okay. So instead of saying romp her like ours, but where did this come from? Um, I don't even know. Oh, I'm telling you my how it. I don't got know where this burst. Okay, so I just know it got on my fucking. Yeah. Nerves. So there was a campaign. Somebody decided that they wanted they want to do this and they want to make these fucking rompers. Or as you were saying, it's men now have called. already been wearing these. Right. So they <laughs> they want to make these fucking rompers. They're calling them romp hymns. And they st- was it a GoFundMe or some shit? I, it I was, don't know anything. I it, just know it annoyed me. Yeah, so it was like a campaign, and they were trying to raise money to start their business of making fucking romp hymns. That's what the fuck it was? Yes. 
Okay. That's how, now so that's I'm mad how at it started. That's how it started. Because why did y'all feed? Why did y'all give that energy? They fed the beast. Why? For why? Why y'all do that? They fed the fucking beast. <sighs> Annoying. The the part that annoyed me the most is like I said before is that I don't understand gendering a romper. Like right. just call it a romper. Mm-hmm. Why are you calling it a romp him? A romper isn't even called a romp her. It's called a romper. Right. It's an er. There's no her. It's not like, gendered. I don't. It's for anyone. Um, it's for any body. It's for any type of body. Any type of body. Yeah. So that um. But I think. It started to make me think of fashion and how fashion is very gendered. Yeah, I think that before you get into that, I just wanted to say I think that the a part of like the craze and how they decided we're going to call it a romp him is it was a part of like their marketing. Like yeah, let's I'm feed sure. into this and but let's make it a crazy. I don't understand why people fed into that because oh, it's on. so retarded. Come on, son. It's so stupid. Uh-huh. I didn't mean to say retarded. Thank you. I'm going to extract that from my vocabulary. I appreciate you. But it was just stupid. Mm-hmm. It was just dumb. Like, okay, I'm at work. I went on Twitter. I was everyone talking about rompers. I'm like, why are y'all talking about rompers? And then tied a rope. I had me back like slow day. I'm like, yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> and I went back to work or whatever. Didn't I'm like I wasn't doing it. Then the next day, cause you know Facebook did everything late. Right. Then Facebook was doing it. it was like, Two days later. So I'm annoyed. Um. Then the third day, now Instagram is doing it. It right. was just like, could y'all? St- I, it was, I guess, the way that um, people were learning about it and the jokes were just old before they, uh, before I even saw mm-hmm. them. So that annoyed me. And then it was just annoying to see the silly ideas that people attach to gender and people attach to gender and clothing. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just dumb. I, it was, it was. There are moments in time where social media reminds me how stupid people are. Yeah. And this is one of those moments right, for me. Right. And it's just like, why the fuck? I unfollowed a few people. Because like, what the fuck? Why am I following this person? Mm-hmm. They're dumb. Like, unfollow. Mm-hmm. Like, what, like, it was just annoying um, for me. And then there have there are instances of men wearing, I guess what you would call a romper, um, throughout history. Mm-hmm. Like, men have wore one pieces. Like, overalls yep. are a one piece. Yep. Um, did you not see the pimps in the 70s mm-hmm. with their one pieces? Yep. Um, did you not see the men in the prisons <laughs> with mm-hmm. their one pieces? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand what what was different happening. Why? Because these were shorts? I think because they were shorts, there was a heightened thing. And I think because what you were talking about, about uh, fashion being gendered, I think because this was marketed to feed into gender stereotypes and quote unquote gender norms and the invisibility of um, uh, non gendered people or like gender non-conforming folks like Mm -hmm. the invisibility of those folks invisibility of um anyone who does not fall into the cookie cutter traditional this is what a woman is this is what a man is feeding off of that invisibility right because we you and i know that there have been gay men in fashion wearing rompers fucking short rompers all this time there have been um femme identifying people who have been been wearing fucking rompers but the the thing about this was to ignore all of that because in the mind of this marketer there are straight men and there are straight women and there are things that men wear and things that so let's play off of this idea of ooh gender bending guys can wear this thing too but gay men have been doing this yeah. Like 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 last year. Like this is not this is not new. Like, there are pictures like, of like men. yesterday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't exactly. understand. And then it's almost as if they were the marketing was like not just like well it's probably it's ads it actually probably is exactly what you're saying mm-hmm. but 
this is like masculine men. Like this is to appeal to this right. kind of man. Right. Because even if you aren't, like you said, there's men who have been wearing fucking rompers. Mm-hmm. Like there's men in entertainment who've been wearing rompers right. and we love the shit out of them. Y'all love Andre 3000. Like what, like mm-hmm. what the, I just, it just was just annoying. I it got, and I, like I said, it's like a window into just how stupid people are. And, and when how, you say that, like, what was being said? Like, what are you? What were you seeing? Like, you see memes of like I can't think of them off the top of my head because they were just so ridiculous, and I don't like to keep trash in my brain. Mm-hmm. But just just memes of like from women about how oh, like it's not masculine enough, so they want to fuck with a guy who wore a romper. Mm-hmm. Um, your dick can't be big if you're in a romper, which is like, I don't I understand. Let how me that tell works. you how thirsty I am for uh, a big dick dude in a fucking romper, yo. I'm a, a tall, look- big dick. Give me the thigh meat. I'm here for, and Jay, this is a separate issue. This is totally separate Jay from what we're talking a about. I'm fucking here for the fucking dude in the romper. In the romper. And my creepy ass may it. or may not try, try to peek up his romper so I could see oh his pomper. <laughs> <laughs> I love the like, idea of a man in a fucking romper, yo. This shit is fashion forward. This shit is like, it's hot. I was thinking of like dudes that I dated, like, yo, I want to see him in a fucking romper. I've I dated see a man. This one in a romper. I dated men who want romper. I want to see this future dude and in a romper. And that may be another other issue for me is that I've dated men who've, who've worn things that were not traditionally right. masculine mm-hmm. and like. I just know how much that does not mean right, anything. Right. So it just annoys me. Like, I remember I was fucking with this guy who used to wear Uggs. And even though Uggs are um, the same, for some reason, people think Uggs are gendered. Like, women mm-hmm. only wear those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would wear Uggs. And it was like, yo, like, you think he gay? And I was like, if he is gay, he fucks me like mm-hmm. the straightest, best that's always thing nice. I've ever had. Like, what? But, you know, That's like, he nice. could be gay. I'm like, because his shoes? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. nothing, like, because of his shoes? Yeah. Like, nah. Or, like, this other guy I used to fuck with. Um, lately, he's been popping up on my social media wearing high-waist jeans. And I'm, like, so turned on on about, turned on by mm-hmm. it when I lick him. Then I show another friend, and it's like, he's wearing high-waist jeans. And I'm like, so what it's just you know like what those friends strange. do with me they they take all the bag they all the, all the excess baggage dudes like people i would never yeah, date right take them, take them out, yes. out, out out the market take like them get away. them out of here get so that out. i can yeah. wear the tight pant dudes. yeah it's just like what i want to lick him yeah. and his highways jeans yeah. the shit is fucking sexy and that's another thing too it's sexy for me to see a man who you would consider a masculine straight man masculine cis straight man and they are secure enough in themselves to do whatever mm. fashion tells them they're not supposed to do because right. a masculine cis man is supposed to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm, I guess I'm attracted to that because they're saying fuck that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sexy. And please do that. Keep doing that. And tag me in those pictures. And please. Send me- <laughs> tag us in I your romper it. photos, yo. Tag Men your in your rompers, tag us in them, yo. All of them. Uh, I'm here for that. Yeah. Um... You know I love a dapper butch in a romper. Please tag me in your photos. I like that I'll too. I'll take that too. Yeah. I'm all for that. Yeah. Yes. Um Yeah, yo. I, I it was disheartening to see all of how how this left a space for so much um fuckery. So much fuckery, so much 
uh, gay hate, so much hate yes. towards uh, homosexual. I hate to use the term homophobia because it's not a phobia. It's yeah, hatred. I don't like that term. Um, so, yeah, it left a lot of space for hating folks based on their sexuality. And it's just like, oh, we're just, it's just jokes now. It's just funny to be like, oh, but that's gay. And that's not hot. And that's gay. And that's effeminate. And that's this, that, or whatever. Yeah, it was just okay. too much room for that and jokes that were along those lines and it was pretty gross i don't understand the penis is the snack who cares a fuck who gives a fuck about the rapper the penis is the snack i don't give a fuck how it's wrapped unless you know i gotta be wrapped in a condom you know but i don't uh, this is this makes no sense people cray Mm -hmm. stop doing that Mm -hmm. or just you know what fuck that i'll take him it's good we good we're good. I'll take them. We're good. We good. Dudes that were anti-romper, I was like, I would never want to see you in a romper anyway. anyway. Okay? I don't want that from you. Nobody's checking I for said you. On this, somebody said something. Oh, somebody used this again to talk about the effeminization of black men. And I was <laughs> like... <laughs> How is this? Let me. How is this? But see, because hurting you. What does it cost you when another man decides when you wear to dress a romper, effeminate? Right, it increases your estrogen. Oh, right. That's so it. when you increase your yes, estrogen, yes, right, it reduces yes. your testosterone. Tell it. Are you following me, so my I follow, sister? I right? follow you. Yes, King. Yes, yes, yes. King. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what does it cost you? He was like, first of all, you could date whoever you want to date. I'm not saying who you could date. I'm just that you do you. I'm just saying it does this. I'm like, what does it cost you? And then wait, you know. White supremacy is going to win because they kill an army of black men in rompers? Absolutely. 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 And then, you know, the little pick me, choose me has to show up and be like, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Bitches love saying that shit when you have a, an opinion that's counter to the original opinion, opinion presented. Yes. Like, yeah, you do have a right to it. I have a right to ask a question and pose a different opinion. I have a right to, to that too, that. yo. Questioning, challenging an opinion is not saying you don't have the right to this opinion. It's just saying, oh, that's interesting and stupid. Here's a question. <laughs> that's interesting and stupid. Here's a question about that. And they'd be like, what? <laughs> Questions? I hadn't thought it that far. I hadn't thought that out. Anyway, oh we deleted each other. And then I deleted him and his page is public. He's like, well, why are you talking on my page? We're not even friends. I'm like, we're not friends anymore. Yeah. But we were. He's like, yeah, but why are you still talking? And then he del- he blocked me for life. <laughs> like, good riddance. Thank you. Thank God. Thank, Thank you. you, sir. Yes. You did <sighs> Jay a service. You did do me a solid. I feel free. Yes. I feel great, free. Great, great, great. Mm-hmm. So, we... um. Got some T-mail. We do got some T-mail. Read yours first. Uh, okay. She's barking <laughs> orders. I can't. It's the pressure. Do it. <laughs> Can we talk about what T-mail is? I guess. Like, let's get this going. <laughs> uh, like, are yeah. we doing a podcast? Sure, sure. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> so T-mail is basically letters and mail and email that comes to T with Queen and Jay. And we call that shit T-mail. T-mail. And we read drink tea as we fucking read yeah. it. So we um a lot of times we get um questions from our listeners or sometimes we just get like really nice notes from our listeners so we decided to start sharing those things and we're hard in the house tonight (laughs) stand up (laughs) that's love so yeah so that's what you're doing so the listening letter that um the t-mail that jay has forced me to read do it um this was in our instagram inbox um good day ladies just wanted to tell y'all that. Wait, should I say who it is first? I'm not a lady. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Um, this is from Candace. 
Good day, ladies. Just wanted to tell y'all that I love the podcast. You two are the best examples that young women today can have. All women. I should say, I should say, keep doing a great job as a newly 30-year-old. I found a podcast that just doesn't spill the tea but informs us with real shit and don't bash us over the head with being woke but deliver it to us real. Just wanted to take the time out to say thank you for the thank you for the refreshing podcast. Yours truly, as I sip my peppermint tea, Candace. Yay. <laughs> thank you, Candace. I like that. Thank you, Candace. We appreciate you. I want some peppermint tea now. Oh, that's what I had. It was good. Oh. It was good. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Did we say what kind of tea we were drinking? Yeah, I said mine. Oh, okay. I think. I don't remember. But yes, I had peppermint. Okay. It was really <laughs> thank you, Candace, for that. We appreciate you. And then our last letter comes from... An anonymous listener. And anonymous. And they say, hey, Queen. Hey, Jay. Want to start by saying y'all are bomb. I love your show. I found you on iTunes back in November, not long after the election, and you saved my life. Really. More than you know. I spent the winter living in a one-room cabin in the woods, just me and my dog, and at times my boyfriend. My mental health suffered, not be- not just because of depression, bipolar too or the current fuckery in the White House, but it was a fucking but it was a fucking brutal winter on the West Coast. Snow and shit for solid for snow and shit for four solid months. Got some awesome sledding in, but otherwise, meh. Back to you. Your show is amazing. It's refreshing to hear your voices out there in this media landscape, especially when so much of it is the same old masculine capitalist propaganda bullshit. It's exhausting, but you breathe life into me each time I listen. Thank you. This last week, I drove from the West Coast to Indiana, where my best friend from childhood was getting married. You two made the drive through Nebraska and Iowa tolerable, particularly in some of those towns that feel less than friendly. I make the drive every few years, but the ambient feeling has noticeably changed since the 2016 election. Shit feels more hateful. But more on that another time. Camping out in the Badlands with y'all in my with y'all in my headphones while I went for long walks with my dog is a memory that's going to stay with me. Even though it was just me and the pup, listening to your show made it feel like I had friends along. So thank you. Heart emoji. Aww. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just wanted to drop a line with some love and tell you both how much I appreciate you. Much love and respect. P.S. Jay, what was your time like at Vanderbilt? I attended for two years but dropped out because it wasn't the right place for me. See, he made the wise choice. I was very much... He loves himself. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I was very much in the closet back then and was pretty fucking angry at the world. When I came out, I felt pushed into the McGill crowd, even though I never felt welcome there either. McGill was like the... um, They had a dorm that was for, I guess, quote unquote, like alternative folks, artsy folks. A Mm -hmm. lot of LGBTQ lived in McGill. Um, So that's what he means by that. I thought of McGill the singer. Like, oh. Okay. Um, I ended up transferring to a university in Chicago, then went back to Vandy for a semester, then out west where I finished my degree. I haven't listened to all past episodes of TV Queen and Jay, so if you've covered your time there in a previous app, point me in that direction. PPS. Since you kept me company along the way, I wanted to share some photos I snapped on the drive. First of all, I read that out loud here because I just wanted to say that these photos are fucking epic. Like, I haven't been to wherever the fuck this is. I definitely haven't. Yeah. These are gorgeous. It's like a fucking, I don't know what this shit is, but it's mountains and fucking rocks and shit. And this one looks like a fucking valley or a fucking crater. Look at the dog. The dog is fucking adorable. He looks like my 
pit pop my pit there's grass I, and I trees and shit past and he's yeah the pictures are dope like i'm gonna go back and see which episodes i talked about my experience at vanderbilt i was um fortunate enough to well that's relative but anyway i was fortunate enough to get a scholarship a posse scholarship so that was one of the scholarships where they send you um in a group of students from new york to whichever top 20 university and so i had a group of people that i knew um and so that was supposed to be the safety but what they did not include in my posse was another black person so i think they underestimated the importance of that experience um of sharing that with someone um and the isolation that even if okay we're all new yorkers but we're not we're not from the same new york and so i need like a fucking buddy here um so i didn't really have that kind of um i think support system in that way and yeah it was just a culture shock and i did not really there were things about it i enjoyed um, a lot of me feels like someone like me should have gone to an hbcu i think that would have been beneficial um in terms of like nurturing the type of when I went to college I was 17 the type of 17 year old that I was at that time um so yeah it was very challenging and I made it out um we talked about some episodes uh how I don't know if we talked about this on on the show or just amongst ourselves but like the notion I feel like sometimes certain scholarships in New York that send kids away to school harp on students who are excelling in a quote-unquote excelling yeah, and have A's and doing show, great but we have yeah, right um and they focus on the kids that are considered um, exceptional, ones. special, and that the goal and kind of what they have been pumping, at least back when I was of college age, pumping into us that you're going to you need to get out of the hood or whatever neighborhood you're in. Get out. Go to this standard. This is this is the standard for education and quality is this top 20 university. This is how learn how white people do things yeah, so you can better yourself. So you can better yourself. Right. Instead of while. Yeah, we're being brought there to diversify the campus. But I wasn't really taught that what I had to offer being a woman from the Bronx and that, that I had skills, not because I learned how to fit in and be more. Um, acceptable to white folks but because uh because my culture has value because where i come from has value because what i offer is uh, my the, my diversity not just my color or not just where i'm from but like what i know being this person from where i'm from is valuable and so i just felt like it was like uh we're gonna take these kids we're giving them this opportunity so we can diversify the school and they get this top 20 education and now they can assimilate themselves into white society. Yeah. And and maybe bring other people was. out of the hood instead of like... Nurturing just, these places where these people come from. Right. Like the whole notion of taking you out of a place to be better does nothing to help the place that right. the person comes from. Right. And we've all been taught to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Like I got to leave the hood, go somewhere else and create there. And that's another reason why it's hard for us to build wealth or build, um, a, I guess, a tighter or mm-hmm. what appears to be a p- more peaceful p- community you know like all of that shit that we are running away from when we leave the hood um we can't when we come back in air quotes we don't relate anymore Mm -hmm. because we've been in these other systems trying to figure out this shit Mm -hmm. and you come back and it's like how do you how do you do this how do i come back and nurture this i've been away but also there's this feeling of undervaluing like where you're from so it's not just that i've been away but i've been taught even in my training before i go to school i've been taught that there's no value here where i am yeah so So, why would i be right and and i also feel bad about myself in this higher institution because i've been told 
and believe because this is i mean nothing has shown me that there's value in where Where i'm from from, right and i i am internalizing kind of feel these things about myself i'm the only person in these classrooms that is where i'm from and also a black person so i also met other black people but nobody was from where i'm from and you're only there because you're especially black because you're exceptional you're exceptional so you deserve this so everyone who came who comes from where you come from who didn't who isn't exceptional exceptional does not deserve this and they are below you or they're a different kind of person you've you've done better so you deserve better and that that doesn't do much to build community exactly so there was a lot of toxic stuff in my experience i did have a friend who um who lived in mcgill and i think there was a maybe kind of a similar experience to what's described in the letter Uh um but but yeah i i I can't see that space really being a nurturing place i don't know anyone like me who was nurtured there you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying i don't know that i know people we did have i will say i did enjoy very much because our black community was so small and i I value like i'm not i can't really do small talk i don't like it i don't need yeah i I talk a lot to people like i'll talk to anybody so i'll tell anyone my business or whatever because i really fucking hate small talk like Mm -hmm. if we're gonna talk i don't care if you're a stranger and we never speak again we're gonna have a fucking conversation you know what i'm saying i don't want to fucking i don't give a shit about the weather i don't it's some girl that i'm friends with at work and anytime we fucking leave the building the bitch is still talking about work i'm like yo but what do you fucking like yo who are you bitch why do we keep hanging out anyway that's a separate issue hanging out um no sometimes we hang out it's not that one no, but how do you hang out with her? She doesn't talk about shit. No, the fuck is wrong with you? No, I like her. <laughs> I like her. It's just it's hard. Just we don't do it often. Something that she does that you do not like. You're right. But you like her and you hang out with her. You're right. That sounds. We strange. usually we only we usually only hang out in like if we're going to the black ERG thing or whatever. But I really wish she would cut the fucking small talk shit. Sometimes she she knows I hate the small talk, so sometimes she moves past it. But that's like her that's her safe house is small talk. Anyway, yes, I guess. Anyway, I'm glad you got out of there, homie. Okay, yeah, I'm glad you did, you did the right too. thing. Um, yeah, I think he should. He, you have. I want to give him credit for that because yeah. there are people who go to these institutions and they know and they feel it in their body that it's not right, right but they stay because they can't disappoint the people back home mm-hmm. or they, you know, or they. Um, if they leave and go they to a like, safer space, like they look like a failure. They're a quitter. They, they can't handle it, it. Yep. and yep. all of this, all of these horrible. Right. Oh, what I was gonna say about small talk was I was saying I hate small talk because I was able to have an actual full-on conversation with like every black person that went to the school or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to get to know other kinds of black folks. I didn't know there were black folks who have generations of motherfuckers who had graduated from college and said I didn't know those kind of black people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I knew immigrants who had generations of people who had gone to college, but they just got here anyway. So it was just kind of a different thing. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know. It was just a lot of shit I did not know. So I got that experience of like being exposed to different types of black people. Um, and there were other people, I guess. But I met those <laughs> other people in New York. Like I met different types of mm-hmm. white folks in New York. I didn't need the hostility of the fucking white South. I didn't need that shit in my life at that age. Ooh, Maybe yeah. as an adult, it would, you know, that's a nice place to start. But that was like four extra years of hardcore white supremacy that I could have done without. Ooh, child. I will say um, this is a little off subject, but it's making me think about our dear white people conversation. Mm hmm. It's making me think about just how I talk about how this cocoon of blackness I've been in for a long time. And, like, I think it was a listener who um, left a comment on our SoundCloud 
talking about, well, I live in spaces where I'm always in a PWI. Like, every school I went to, um, I'm of the minority. Like, mm-hmm. everyone doesn't look like me. And uh, it made me think about my New York privilege or my, like, northern privilege to, like, live in these cities right. where I can have those spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like... I get it now that everyone doesn't have that. So I like that him, I don't know where he was from before he went to that school, Mm -hmm. but when you knew that this is not safe for me and you were at the point where you can make those decisions to say this is not safe for me, Mm -hmm. I need to not be here, Mm -hmm. that you did it. Because a lot of people don't feel they can do it because they probably live in places where they will this is what life is. Mm -hmm. I'm always the only black one. It's Mm -hmm. always only like four of us. This is what the makeup of the world is so I just have to just like Mm -hmm. try through it so like I wanted to bring it back to giving him credit for like being like fuck this shit I'm out of here this not for me yeah and to any supportive parents like even if it was like your parents that were like no this is not working for you Mm -hmm. let's like figure something else out or whatever like that's dope Mm -hmm. I fucks with that I don't remember ever having that conversation with my family to me it was just like you stay there and you do it if I, I and I also don't know if I was that communicative with my family, uh-huh. because I think the 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 pressure that I felt was I'm the one who's like has this exceptional thing going on. You know what I'm saying? Like you're my siblings sem- didn't. And, but perform then you were the, the oldest. You're school. the first. Right. You're the first of their children. Right. It's right, mad right. pressure on it. I just felt like I'm supposed to do it. There's already enough stuff happening at home. Whatever. I'm here. I'm supposed to do it, even mm-hmm. if it's however I'm struggling or possibly failing or whatever. I just have to fucking do it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Thank you for this letter. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you. It was really, really sweet um, and thoughtful. And, like, thanks for sharing all that shit, yo. Yeah. I appreciate word, it. Word, 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 Do we have a moment in black hair? Yeah, I was about to do the... Are you ready? I am ready. For a moment in black hair. So, we haven't done a moment in black hair in a while. I think our live show was the last time we did one. Okay. Um. So... Today we were enjoying our Black Girl Day at the, yes. the, the um, Free Black Women's Library. And we were talking to black women, because why not? Mm-hmm. And someone mentioned, like, oh, when I sleep, it's heavy, and this and this and that. And it was like, yo, black women in hair and how we sleep. Yep, that's a thing. It's a fucking thing. It's a thing. So now we're going to talk about Have that Have you thing. ever had a really heavy hairdo? Um, I don't... I have been installing hair in my head for, I don't know what heavy hair is. Okay. Um, my head can just hold it. I don't know what that is. That's people like, your hair is heavy? Is it heavy? And I'm yeah. like, maybe for the average head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I've been, especially because I was in sports a lot, I like had extensions in my hair a lot. Like mm-hmm. I would have box braids a lot. It just made it easier to do gymnastics and play basketball and not have to like wash my hair every week and mm-hmm. blah, 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 whatever. So I don't know. You have heavy hairstyles? When I started braiding my hair again, like after I, so I grew my hair out from a Caesar. So after I grew. Well, everything was heavy. <laughs> you had a Caesar. Everything was heavy. <laughs> Let me tell you, yo, having just a little bit of hair, wearing a scarf, all that shit is heavy. All that shit. It's not even heavy. It's just uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm used to like there being nothing on my head. I'm used to like having my head rubbed because it's naked and it's cute. I'm used to fucking jumping in the water. I don't have to think about vacation, what kind of hairstyle I'm going to do. Uh-huh. I'm used to having no fucking hair. Hair. Yeah, I miss it. I do enjoy very much playing with hair and mm-hmm. having hair now. It's a fun like thing. 
Um, but the convenience of being ballhead Brenda was like very, <laughs> it was a big deal, yo. And I, oh, I fucking loved a head rub, yo. So what's your sleep situation? Being held by your dude and he's just rubbing your head. It's the most beautiful thing. Anyway, all right. So, yes, when I started getting like twists and braids and stuff like that, extensions, mm-hmm. they were very heavy. The first one I got wasn't so bad. I had some twists, but then I wanted to be real fancy and get them long so, white braids down my back. Yeah. And after the lady finished, she was like, I don't know what you're going to do. Okay. It's very heavy. But what about your sleep situation? I was just so thankful to be able to put my head on the pillow (laughs) that it was fine. I was like, now I don't have to. But it's like, that goes away after like the first two days. But it was like, oh, now I don't have to actually hold my head up with my Mm -hmm. neck. I can just fucking go to sleep. But I would just tie it so I wasn't laying on it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, anything that was up or like back like i would lay on have lay on my side uh-huh. and have it like behind me or yeah. some shit or whatever that was fine my best sleeping situations is when i'm wigging when i'm like mm-hmm. doing wigs it's like the best because i just take it off right put You're on a scarf wearing any hair right go right, to sleep right. mm-hmm. but like do you remember when you was a kid and you would get like shirley temple curls or something mm-hmm. or some like hairstyle for picture day and you mm-hmm. had to like fucking sleep like kind of like sitting up like because mm-hmm. you couldn't crush the curls yep. and you had to like it was fucking crazy mm-hmm. like the way you had to maneuver yourself and make yourself sleep so that you don't fuck up your hair for the mm-hmm. next day or like sleeping in your oh my god the worst is sleeping with rollers in your fucking hair it's the most uncomfortable thing mm-hmm. ever because you're laying your head against hard things yep. for at least eight hours yep. it's fucking ridiculous mm-hmm. that my other worst hair situation is when I have like long crochet hair because mm-hmm. I have to put it up like a pineapple like mm-hmm. i look like a pineapple mm-hmm. and that gets heavy because all the weight of my head is just in one direction so mm. that is heavy for me like I if I'm, when i'm sleeping it's not heavy right but when i'm walking around and stuff it's like it's like changes the the like my balance it's like mm. it's different it's different I, that annoys me mm-hmm. i usually don't do that that much i kind of right. like fuck it i do my own hair anyway you get fuzzy i'll just change it mm-hmm. <laughs> have That's funny. time for that shit like i really, really i don't know. find the pineapple that heavy unless i already have in like the heavy braids mm-hmm. you know but if i have a crochet usually when i pineapple it it feels better and it and it's like off my neck so that's okay. what i'll do as soon as i come home i'll pineapple it and then i'll just go to sleep that mm-hmm. way with it up like that no 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 but so i think that the for me my sleep game changed when i discovered bonnets when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I didn't have bonnets. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No one in my house bought them shits. Right. We just used head ties. We just tied our hair up. Mm-hmm. When I discovered bonnets, it was like my hair could be curly. I could put this in this thingy. Mm-hmm. And, and a bonnet is like a shower cap, but it's not a shower cap. Yeah, it's, it's not fucking, the fabric of the. It's, yeah, it's like, like a, a fabric scarf one. material. Right, right, right. But when I found bonnets, it was like, okay, I could put this on my head. It's light. It's not pulling. Cause like you, you, t- you tie a head tie. Yeah, yeah. So it was like not like giving me a migraine mm-hmm. i put the shit on it kind of keeps the curls together and then i take it off and my hair is still done mm-hmm. why didn't you show me this shit earlier like i blame my mom mm. or my oldest sister. i blame someone right there's too many women in my family for me to discover a body to blame, in my life i blame them too um but that's like i was i would say that might be one of those things that's like considered a luxury if you already have scarves in the house ain't nobody buying a bonnet 
Um, bonnets are cheap. They are. I'm just um, saying. We could have spent a dollar on a bonnet. Could no have. one told me about it. Right. Because I would have spent, I would have found right. some quarters. I hear you. And brought my ass a little bonnet. I'm not, I don't like to put my, I, I am so anti anything on my head, which is so funny because I used to always wrap my head. Like in high school, that was my thing. But like, I can't even hardly sleep in a scarf. I just put the scarf on my pillow and hope for the best and lay on top of that <laughs> shit. Why like, don't you don't just get do like. I got a fucking bonnet. I don't fucking like it. No, the not a bonnet. I was gonna say head. get pillowcases. I have, I have them. Okay, have to, they're yeah, like they're like hand wash and shit. I think I have one somewhere actually yeah, that's clean. Just do that. But I need like forty of them. Okay, so order forty of them. Yeah, you're right. You order like that anyway. I do. It's so order forty of them shits, and then you can go to sleep. Since you're a person who doesn't use scarves, yeah, that's, that's true. It's like a mad simple solution. Your life, your sleep life didn't have to be that I hard. Have them? Did they dirty somewhere? Cause they have to air dry. It's hard. But you're right. I should just you buy just more. hang it up. You don't right. do work when you air dry. You're right. <laughs> you you're do nothing. Right. I know. The atmosphere does it for you. I know. I just don't send. I don't. You know, I like to send my clothes out. I don't send my air dry stuff out. I do that. I myself. do. I wash. No, I don't send it out. Yeah. I wash it and then mm-hmm. I just take it upstairs and then I hang it up. Yeah. And then the atmosphere dries it. I actually have to go to the laundry. Anyway, <laughs> I feel you though. Yeah. I feel you. But yeah, so I try to stay away from the like heavy hairstyles, but. Do it wears you, off after a few days. Do you miss sleeping with no hair? Do I miss? I miss doing everything with no <laughs> hair. I really, really love having no hair. Really? And I think I'll probably keep having hair for, I think I'm done. I'm going to have hair forever. I can't mm-hmm. see myself cutting it again because I can't see myself growing it again. Like mm-hmm. it's a, it's either I'm going to yeah. be bald for the rest of my life or I'm just going to have this hair now. Um, but yeah, I like the hair thing now. Oh. So I never... I guess since I do a lot of different hairstyles, the most annoying one ever in my life to ever, 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 ever sleep with was Bantu Knots. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. Like, it's the most annoying thing I've ever slept with in my life. Mm -hmm. It's fucking annoying. Because I have to care about the Bantu Knots staying, Mm -hmm. and then my head is like, there's like fucking knots on my head. I think that's the only time I religiously wear a scarf if I have the Bantu Knots in. I don't even care about the scarf. I need to be able to lay on my pillow and... Enjoy my pillow. I can't even do that. Bantu knots are really yeah. annoying to sleep with. I wish I could get a Bantu knot wig. Some shit. Like, just <laughs> take it off. I bet you that put exists it on. already. It's probably like a... It's yo, a lace front. I'm sure that exists. Somebody, it's got probably got mad um closures. Like, <laughs> put mad oh. closures. Because I still need my parts. I don't want to fucking Bantu knot where I don't see parts. No, but they have those cornrow joints where yeah, I'm they saying. simulate like a Yeah, part. that's what I said. The closure yeah, those are closures mm-hmm. when it does that. Mm-hmm. So somebody make me or put me onto a Bantu knot wig. I would love that. Because that I love taking my hair off. Yeah. I wanna try that. Huh. I wanna try that now. Hit us up. As always, you can send hair to Bonfire Radio <laughs> Studios. <laughs> Uh, we are recording right now at Bonfire Radio. You can listen to us on Bonfire Radio in their general rotation. We release our show on Tuesdays on iTunes and SoundCloud and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. And then we are in the rotation on Wednesdays and Sundays at BonfireRadio.com. Yes. You want to take a break? Uh, Yeah, but I wanted to give a quick libations to Conscious, who's in the background playing with herbs and doing interesting things with the moon. Um, he is on his phone let's take a break okay thank you conscious for taking a break stop talking (laughs) (laughs) guess what the year 2017 is what is 2017 it is a year that we give black women our money 
Yes. Your money? Your yes. money for what? I don't know, but I know we are black women. We are black women. We produce content. We do create and produce content. And we would like your money. That's right. We would like your money. So, like she said, it's 2017. We have a lot of plans for this year, and we need your help to build and grow. We want to thank everybody who's been donating to our PayPal, and we just wanted to encourage anyone who hasn't to pop off and throw us a little yes. bit of money in the yes. collection plate. We appreciate yes. you and show your appreciation to us with that. Yep. Go to teawithqueenandjay.com. Go to the no- donation button. Press it and give black women your money. That's right. You can also go straight to PayPal at paypal.me backslash teawithqj. Yes. Money. Yeah. We're going to get some money. Scream. Get the money. And we're back. And we're black. Yeah, it's giving you this Thank safe you. space to I do that. I appreciate that. that. Yes. You know, I need my slapstick yes. time. So let's get into news. It's not news. News. That's not news. In a world where Don Lemon is considered a respectable news anchor, in a world where people respect Don Lemon, Queen and Jay bring you news that's not news. News that should be news, but it ain't news. Because mainstream media wants to feed you the same three stories about transracialism in three different ways. With a special segment by Don Lemon. So here's news. That's not news. Okay, so today's news that's not news story is um, I found this article in Blavity. Um, A black-owned construction firm will replace um, 18,000 contaminated water pipes in Flint, Michigan. Oh, that's amazing. Yes. Um, it's amazing because they need fucking new pipes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This the 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 um lead pipes that are fucking with them. And of course the horrible water. But we all know that story. And I'm getting sad, so I don't want to go into it. Um <laughs> Yeah, so and the company that is doing this is um the W T Stevens Construction Company. Um Black owned, like I said earlier, um, they were awarded a multi-million dollar contract from the city. They're one of the many people who have been contracted to um, work on repiping a lot of the, I guess, piping infrastructure of Flint, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oh, I said this part already. But yeah, that's it. So <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was great news to to hear about um, some solutions that should be have be right. had because I didn't know of any um, work that was being done. The last story that I heard about Flint, Michigan, was that they was going to start charging people for water again and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it, I know that this is something that's going to take a really long time, and I still don't trust um, the system. So you know, yeah. but it was just nice to see that oh, a story has come out that there is some. Um, work being done to do that, and then it's a black-owned company, and I'm just like, hey, black people, you know, whatever. Um, Rhonda Grayer, who is um currently the vice president of the company, released this sa- released this statement um to TNG.com. This is home. I thought she was about to say to Queen and Jay. Oh, like no. T with Queen and Jay. I was <laughs> like, what? Are you talking to us? Yeah, girl? she yeah she sent us a statement, oh, girl. Oh, girl. Yeah, you know she did. This is home for me and my family. Uh, she's also a Flint, Michigan native. Mm-hmm. Um, this is home for me and my family, and I wasn't going to sit back and do nothing as a person or as a businesswoman. Mr. Gare said in an interview with the TNJ. <laughs> That's so funny. Is it this, TNJ or? The letter TNJ. Okay. Right, yeah. cool. 
This is the biggest project our company has ever done, and as a result of the waterline contract, our gross revenues have increased by about 70%. Um, so, yeah, so this is great business for them. Um, for her, this is like an opportunity for her to help her community because mm-hmm. this is her home. And um, it's just really dope. I was just, It was like a, a finally seeing something that made me feel a little happy um, coming out of the whole Flint, Michigan mm-hmm. water situation because they still don't have water. They yes. still don't have drinkable, usable water. Yeah. Yeah. That shit is fucked up. Yes, incredibly fucked up. Thank you for that, Queen. Um, <laughs> I wanted to talk about uh, Mama's Bailout Day. Okay. And that happened back on Mother's Day. And this is a Philly initiative for um, black women got together and were raising money to bail out um, black women who either could not pay their bail money or just any any black mothers. And this was extended to um, any type of black mother, queer women, trans women, immigrant women, yeah. is something that they say in their mission statement. So they raised money in order to be able to do this on Mother's Day. And it's an initiative that's continuing um so uh on their website they say excuse me every day an average of seven hundred thousand people are condemned to cages and separated from their families simply because they cannot afford to pay bail since 1980 the number of incarcerated women has grown by 700 percent black women and trans women are especially vulnerable to incarceration black women are twice as likely than their white counterparts to be jailed one in five transgender women have spent time in prison or jail and one in three of them reported being sexually assaulted while there um eight in ten incarcerated women are mothers and nearly half are in local jails locked in cages for crimes they have not yet been convicted of they have not been convicted of excuse Mm -hmm. me Women in jail are accused of minor drug and quote-unquote quality of life offenses and are languishing in cells simply because they cannot afford to pay bail. Some women are sitting in jail for um, over three to four months at a time, over 500 bucks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Really small amounts. Um, and so this is an initiative Small that to some. Small to some. I'm sorry? Small to some. Yes, yeah, small to some. In the grand scheme of white supremacy, this is like yeah. a, a small amount, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, when you think of like $500 being able to like make or break you in, in any way in yeah. jail or like there are people who go broke over like a $500 emergency and yes. shit like that. Yeah, so I, yes, I agree with you. Small to some. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so this is an initiative. You can't have people's moms in jail, yo. You can't have people's moms in jail and you can't have a system that is classist like you're you if you're poor even though you you're not convicted of a crime yet but because you can't post bail you have to remain Mm -hmm. in prison Mm -hmm. um obviously that means that the system only works for people who can afford certain things um and it's unfair like that's dope that they did that i've I've read that they did that Mm -hmm. i was like wow that's really cool like that's dope as hell actually and you can still donate. Um, and this is an initiative that's going to be ongoing. It's not just for Mother's Day. And you can, if you go to nomoremoneybail.org, so nomoremoneybail.org, uh, and we'll put that link in the show notes. Cool. You can donate money to that initiative and help um, support the women who are... Give other black women your money. Give other black women <laughs> like, your money. Do that shit. Do it. Yeah, that's dope. Fucking do it. Yeah, yo. Yes. I like that. That's good news. I like that. News that not news isn't so, like, sad this time. Yeah. Yeah. Not that it couldn't have been. Because it could have. It could have been, yeah. Yeah. Are you ready for the pit? 
Yes, I'm ready for the Everybody strap in. We're about to open some fucking windows. The new triple X has got to be more dangerous, deadlier, more attitude. Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. Let's get crazy. Let's get wild. <laughs> you made me think of um, what's that show we used to watch? Double what? Dare, Family Double Dare. I don't know. That oh, just seemed yeah, like something yeah, the host yeah. was saying. I don't know. Yeah, Whatever. I wouldn't mind being a ridiculous host of one of those shows. I can see you do that. Yeah, I would like I it. I can see it. I would like it. Yeah. I like slapstick. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. All right, let's All see right so pit. you go first. Okay, so the pit. The pit is where we throw undesirable motherfuckers, people who do bad things. Uh, fucked up events that have happened. Yes, people who stepped on our feet. Anything that's pissed us <laughs> off, we throw that. We throw them in the pit. In Anything the pit. that fucks with our black woman joy, mm-hmm. we throw it in the pit. Yes, don't mess with us. Yes, ain't nobody got time for that. So on rare occasions, I throw myself in the pit <laughs> when I feel like I need to atone. You ruin your own black woman joy. What did I ruin? No, I didn't ruin my okay, own. Okay, good. I didn't ruin my own. You ruined someone else's. Joy. I didn't. I don't know if I ruined it, but I may have put uh, a, a someone else's black woman joy in jeopardy. Oh, my gosh. Um, but anyway, I want to throw myself in the pit because even though I don't consider myself to be self-righteous, I think that there are in my in my mission to assist in the eradication of white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, um, I think that sometimes... I don't leave space like how we've been in a lot of safe spaces for black women. Sometimes I don't leave space like sometimes white supremacy comes out of the mouths of black folks. And I think that my response to attacked. white, well, my response to white supremacy, regardless to who it comes from, is to shut the shit is down. to shut it down, mm-hmm. period. Yep. Right. So I think that. There are times if I'm in a safe space, what I'm feeling like is supposed to be a safe space for black women in particular, black femmes in particular, black people. And someone that looks like me is introducing white supremacist ideas. To me, there is I have found little reason to um, handle that with care. Mm -hmm. And I think that there are times when. I'm addressing somebody who is actually a victim of white supremacy. Yeah. And so this is why they're speaking from a white supremacist lens. Mm-hmm. And so I'm feeling attacked, right, yeah. with white supremacy. And so I just respond to it as this violent thing that's happening to me because I do feel like the, I'm, there's violence being introduced into what's supposed to be a safe space. Yeah. Um, but what you and I were talking about today is that if we're in a safe space of black women having conversations about um things that are important to us or overall how to fucking uh, deal with colonialism and white supremacy and all these things that black women should feel comfortable to Uh, say the white supremacist bullshit that they've been taught without um being met with anger perhaps Yeah. yeah right um so my feeling about this is that it will happen again i will uh, respond as if I'm being attacked uh-huh. when white supremacy is presented. But I know now that I can, depending on the situation, right? So basically what happened today is we were in this safe space and we were talking about um, African prints and textiles and the, some of the history of that. Um, and someone said, uh, 
The facilitator asked the question was saying that someone had an, an Asian woman and a white woman were asking her, can I buy this fabric? Can yeah. I buy these clothes? Is it okay? And that was something that she had to think about. And, you know, what do you think? Are these are these things should yeah. me I'm in as, a safe space. I'm asking my sister girls in the safe space. What should I do? How should I do this? Right, right. Should me, as a black woman selling these prints, as an Af- you know continental African woman selling these prints, should is this okay? And before anyone could answer the question, somebody who had already said what were to me a few white supremacist ideas, uh, to which I had not responded, but the group was talking or whatever, mm-hmm. someone instead of answering this question says, "Well, if J. Crew doesn't have to ask themselves this question." If and mentioned a few other retailers that sell quote unquote African print clothing or whatever with no regard for where it came from its yeah. history or benefiting anyone, uh, any people of color. Um, if they don't have to think about it, then why would you, why should you have to think about it? Right. So, this, so in response to this question, the original question, which to me was a thoughtful question that a person of color selling items that carry history, right. Would be thoughtful and consider this question mm-hmm. in response to this question. This woman says, well, how about this other question and pose that question to the fucking group. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was like, yo, this woman is coming from a womanist fucking holistic perspective in asking as a black woman should i do this what do you think other black women Mm -hmm. and this woman instead of that says well motherfucking white supremacist capitalism says they don't ever think about it they don't ever do it so why should you do it pose the shit in the form of a question to the group when it's like can we focus on the original black ass centered question why are we fucking bringing white supremacy into so i personally honestly I did feel attacked and I it I responded to it as if she were a fucking white man that walked in the room she and said did. that I shit. Was, I was there. I may have made everyone like, uncomfortable. I was like, Jay, calm down. But I didn't <laughs> I mean I just talked like how I would normally talk or whatever, but they don't know me there. I just went exactly. into I was, was angered. Like, you I were was gesticulating, you were like leaning in. I was because I, I, I was just it was honestly, it was I am more um it is easier for me to accept like answers that i find to be white supremacist answers but the fact that she had the audacity to form to answer this woman's black centered question with a fucking white supremacist centered question you're gonna first of all you answering a fucking question with a question and you are fucking responding to black centered shit with fucking white supremacy in this bitch you know what i'm saying Anyway, that ain't You're about to me. say, who is going in a pit? <laughs> right, okay. I just like, had to Because you're like, yeah, like... Because I'm upset about it again. I'm upset about it again. What's but happening? But anyway, anyway. That's anyway. what you were doing. I know. She doesn't so even know what, you. I know. I was so upset. <laughs> I was so upset. But, 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 but I had to, I had to just paint out what happened, right? Because I do feel like, to me, that, that was an, a form of violence. Which is valid. Right. Which is valid. Right. I just wanted to tell the listener. Yeah, right. I wanted to say that it was valid, yeah. too. Like, it yeah. was valid. Nothing was right. non-valid was happening. Exactly. Exactly. Right. The part of this that I'm throwing myself in the pit for is this thing that I have to continue to have this um, growing understanding that everybody is not as attuned to how infused white supremacy is in our thinking. Yeah. And so I have to, instead of uh, responding all the time sometimes it's very warranted but instead of because because right what you were saying before was that this was also go ahead but i brought up to you when we were talking about it after was that this is also a safe space for her right to ask the stupid question or Mm -hmm. to raise a stupid question because who else Mm -hmm. is she supposed to be having these conversations with right um 
and now the dialogue stopped because you answered how you answered and i was like okay like i'm not i'm not safe anymore is how uh-huh. i felt that's what it looked like to me right um because now there's no discussion even happening mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. she said her ignorant thought because i thought it was ignorant also mm-hmm. but who like who is she supposed to be having these conversations with right. and it made me think of like when it comes to me and how i feel about black men and a lot of these conversations and it's like why are you bashing us and you know that stuff mm-hmm. not to say that you weren't bashing right. her or anything but you are who I'm supposed to be having these conversations with. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not attacking you. Or, like, this should be a safe space. If you're a black man and we're trying to, like, whatever, these are the conversations that should be had, even mm-hmm. if it makes you feel uncomfortable. Right. So here's the thing with this is that it gets tricky for me because, to me, what was presented was I'm, I'm, I'm also in a safe space and you're now presenting and challenging the safe space with violence, right? With mm-hmm. white supremacist violence. The way yes. that we spend our dollars, the way that we think about money, the way we think about each other um, can be violent. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so to me, she introduced in what was a safe space, she introduced this violence. And if it were again, had she not presented it in the form of of a question, because it was like supreme ignorance, like, you know what? How about this, though? ignorance you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying and again nothing wrong with ignorance but i guess it lots wrong with ignorance lots wrong lots wrong with ignorance <laughs> but like you said it, it was supposed to be a safe, a safe space, space but it was infringing to me upon my safe space yeah. especially because now she's presented a different question to the group and now we're all supposed to be focused on this fucking white supremacist bullshit but we weren't before so the, so this is where i guess this is what i'm saying this is where it gets tricky for me right if she were a white person presenting this same idea, right, I would respond with that same anger because I'm not here to teach you anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you're now in our safe space where we're talking about black shit and centering black women and centering black folks and you're here with the white supremacist fucking bullshit, right? So I wouldn't feel any qualms about responding with the passion and quote unquote possible anger that I responded with. And I probably the, as an outsider wouldn't even been like, oh, right. Um, hey. right, right, right. <laughs> and so the difference, the difference for me is that I have to remember what you said is that this is she we are the people that she should be having these conversations with yeah. and that I have to in moments where I feel this this is where it gets tricky because now I'm putting my feeling of safety mm-hmm. right. I have to. I have to put. I have to put black women first. All types of black women. Mm-hmm. That's what is. That's the message that I'm getting here. And I, I felt like some. I felt like something bad was happening, and it needed to be addressed because it had to stop. Yeah. You know what of I'm course, saying? Of course. But of course. But what what I'm trying to grasp is also maintaining a level of compassion for that type of ignorance, which again, like I said, I would have, I, I would have been easier for me to have had she not answered the fucking question with a fucking question. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's something that I'll have to continue to work at. It's easier for me to do, I think in written form. So if I'm having a dialogue on Facebook, it's easier for me to take a minute and think mm-hmm. and respond with a little bit of compassion because we're all victims of white supremacy than it is like in person because I just fucking respond. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to try and remember again, yes, we are the people who she, who she should be having yeah. these conversations yeah. with and that that space should still be open and that a part of us pulling each other out of white supremacy is being compassionate even if sometimes that means my suffering and so i guess what i will say 
I don't know what you're talking about with the black man thing, okay? But I will sacrifice myself for other black women you know, and yeah. their safety. Yeah. And I will I will make a more conscious effort to do that um, with other black women, even, even when I feel like, because we were in a safe space, even though I felt like she was presenting something violent, nothing bad was going to happen to me in that space. Uh-huh. Even though I felt like I was now in danger all of a sudden. Uh-huh. Um, I will make a more concerted effort in those spaces to sacrifice myself for it is a sacrifice it is i only extend that courtesy to black women right um when i when i was referring to black men i was referring to when they always raise the question like what like when they take it as being bashed or when they take it like why why do we have to speak so loudly about these things and mm-hmm. it's like if you're a black man and i fuck with black men who else who else am i supposed to talk right. about the pain that black men cause for right. me but other black men like mm-hmm. that type of thing mm-hmm. um so that's what i meant by that but i only extend that courtesy to black women like right and then once you cross the like i'll extend it and if you come back with some fuck shit now mm-hmm. it's on and popping mm-hmm. and it's something else because now when you say you're attacking it, let me, me again let me clarify that which i said this before should already said something that was fucking elitist and rubbed me rad, mad wrong but i didn't say anything because it wasn't the time or place so this was like the last straw you don't get three strikes with me this was like the last straw when she brought up this fucking fucking white supremacist bullshit in the form of a question response to a question so i was pushed to the edge but I'm okay. throwing myself in the pit anyway because okay, I'm going to work. <laughs> what is that? I ain't a killer, but don't push me. <laughs> well, Revenge is like everyone, it's funny because I know Jasmine is you listening like to pussy. this and that's how we roll. We're not. Don't push us. Don't push us. But anyway, no. So I'm going to work harder and I'm going to I'm gonna make a more concerted effort. I think to, that, I don't think that you have to, because I've seen you not do that before. Mm-hmm. I've seen you not, um, come at someone like that before Mm -hmm. i think that it is okay to know that when it's harmless or when it's harmful Mm -hmm. and i think at that moment it was like no this is harmful red alert that's how i felt you know like whatever so that's why when we were talking i'm like your feelings are valid i get it right it's just that like we don't know these people Mm -hmm. and just like your reaction came out of nowhere we don't know what the other you know it's just a lot of things like me and you we are together a lot we do this a lot. Mm-hmm. We literally fuck up people's shit a lot mm-hmm. because we are like, no, not on my watch. Right. And it's like, I have, I have a, like, it's, it's because this is the other thing is like, once you become aware and this is not, I didn't have like an awakening. I've been like this forever. So like once like your reality is to be aware and in tune where motherfuckers are trying to stuff white supremacy down your throat and you know that that shit is wrong, it feels violent. It feels because it is violent. You no, know what I'm saying? And we've been trained to feel like, no, nah, this is okay. This is normal because it is the norm. Mm-hmm. But it that shit is violent. And so it was like just fucking instinctual that this violent thing is happening. And we're all, I'm not going to sit here like we just having regular from motherfucking dialogue. You introduce something mad violent into this conversation. And this is how I'm responding to it. But I'm going to work harder. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try harder. Because I also have to, again, I didn't know. Having these conversations, I guess I didn't know that I do this or this is maybe a new there are more it's more it's the crowds are becoming more mixed i think i mm-hmm. think where there were used to be times when we would be in these rooms with people who are on varying degrees of the spectrum of knowledge of self varying degrees on the spectrum of we're here to fuck up 
the fucking white supremacist capitalist patriarchy, right? Where we were all kind of on the same page, but we're talking about different aspects or different ways to get there, right? Now, because the, which is great, and I think that, I think that, more people are becoming involved the yeah. rooms are becoming more mixed at yes. times and so there are people in these rooms now that i didn't have to encounter like this before yeah. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so like you know everyone listens to our podcast everyone is on facebook you communicate with different people there whatever but the little things that we go to a lot of times it would just be other people in the room who were just like us yeah and we're now just talking about okay how do we our, our different perspectives on this and tweaking oh you know what what you said there sounded a little, little white supremacist i'm gonna tell you why da-da-da-da. yeah but the energy in the room is different because nobody is hitting you with actual violence because we're on we're we're on the same wavelength you know what mm. i'm saying but because feminism is becoming more of a popular thing which is fantastic because um fucking quote unquote being woke is becoming like that's what you want to be that's you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. that is a part of like blackness now yeah. like fucking inform yourself you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying the rooms are becoming more mixed um and which is which is great yeah. but i i now have to adjust because i'm not used to being met with the kind of language in these spaces that was, pre- this actually happened more than once, but I'm anyway, I'm just going to deal with the one thing, but th- I'm not used to that kind of language in what I'm f- feeling is, Oh, this is a safe space. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I have to now adjust to dealing with people who I'm happy are here. Um, but I'm not used to having to deal with that language. Yeah, up yeah, close, yeah, yeah. You know, I feel you. Yeah. From black people, which is more scary and jarring. Yeah, definitely. So is. sorry. I'm in the pit. Okay. <laughs> what is it like in the pit? <laughs> I don't know. I spent a lot of time here. <laughs> I spent a lot of time oh gosh. in the pit. Um, Cause it's all about accountability. And I know part of me, I'm still working through this. I know part of me, I'm like, I really know that I belong in the pit kind of for this, but I'm also kind of like, eh. so I'm working on it. Well, that's cool. Yeah. That is a safe space. Hey. Not the pit, though. All right. It's hot. That's not safe. It's hot. It's mad white supremacy in there and shit. Oh, Have fun. Boy. Yeah, right? <laughs> okay, good. So, my pit is a little lighter, um, but still makes me just as angry. Mm-hmm. So, I have a Hootsuite account um, that I use to um, run most, most of, not most of, all of my social media for Miss Vixen Magazine. Hootsuite, for some reason, I realized later something was wrong with the file I was using to upload my stuff. Like, somehow it got fucked up or whatever. Mm-hmm. But for, like, a whole fucking week, I could not tweet stuff from Vixen because something was wrong with Hootsuite and it was not uploading my um, my spreadsheet mm-hmm. for all the tweets and stuff. Them on, uh, yes, 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 yes. And I'm going to yell at them again. I need you tech companies. To have fucking phone numbers. Why the fuck am I tweeting you to find you? Why the fuck am I like at your head help desk fucking texting motherfuckers? You need to hear how angry you are making me feel and how you're fucking up my shit. You need to hear that shit. I feel like you will be more proactive if you heard me curse your fucking ass out than me texting you with exclamation points and all of that shit. I don't have time for that shit. Get a fucking phone number. How are you a business where a phone number I can't reach you? Google, why the fuck I can't call you? Like, what the fuck? Like, you could take my money but there's no number for me to call you to be like, what the fuck is up with my shit? Like, get that together. Like, that is not good customer service. So that's my first pit, right? Mm-hmm. Fuck who's sweet. I fixed this. I troubleshot and fixed the problem my fucking self. Mm. I did get um, two months of free service. So, okay. Right. But still, like, come the fuck on. I shouldn't have had to do all of that. Right. And like, ugh. Now, my other pit is for another customer service thing. 
I took a lift yesterday. Okay. And that fucking lift, I live in Brooklyn. I was going to somewhere in Manhattan. For some fucking reason, the lift line decides that he needs to pick someone up that's in fucking Queens. Mm. What fuck? Like, on what planet does that make sense? I've Queens is not on the way to um, Manhattan, if you're a not New Yorker. It's, it's not. not on the way. It is out of the way. I don't know why I'm in Queens right now. I kept telling that to the lift driver. Why am I in Queens? Oh, it told me to do it. But why am I in Queens? Like, that doesn't make sense. Like, you should have looked at that and realized that doesn't make sense and did something. Because mm-hmm. that doesn't fucking make sense. Nope. Makes no sense. Nope. So then I contact Lyft. And that's another thing. I'm just now learning these cab apps or whatever. I don't know if y'all have phone numbers either. I'm looking for phone numbers because you need to hear me fucking cross you out. That's just how I feel. I'm looking for phone numbers. No, I got to hit up Lyft on fucking Twitter too to get like, it was just annoying. And then Lyft decides to finally answer my tweet when I said I feel like, what did I, first I was saying this this ride is horrible, saying why I was saying these things. Lyft doesn't say anything. As soon as I said, because someone hit me up and told me they had a similar experience, as soon as I say, I feel like ripping this driver's head off, I need to get where I want to go, now Lyft want to jump in my um, mentions and say, hey, you know, don't harm our drivers. <laughs> <laughs> Just talk to us in the DM- DMs and we'll figure this out. I'm like, oh, now you could fucking reply uh-huh. after all, like, I think I had like four tweets. Now when I threaten wow. to rip someone's head off, now you want to fucking hit up my thing? Well, that, that, they would have been liable had you actually ripped his head I off. I don't know how yeah, to rip heads off. What the fuck? Have you seen my hands? I have baby hands. People have done it. I'm talking about me. Okay. Who's ripped someone's head off in the cab because it took them to Queens listen, instead of Manhattan? Listen. I don't give a fuck. If I'm a customer, as soon as I complain, if your only way for me to complain to you is through Twitter or to do like whatever in the app and there's mm-hmm. no active phone number for me to do it, you should have came to me at that first tweet because that right. is how you set up your system mm-hmm. to do whatever because I can't call anybody and curse motherfuckers out because y'all think y'all trying to slither your way out of that. No. We need to have a way to call these motherfuckers and curse them out. Like That is our right as customers yep. to be pissed and call you and yell at someone and as a person who worked in customer service i'm not yelling at i say this all the time when i curse someone else look i'm not yelling at you i am frustrated and then i say my shit Mm -hmm. i cannot do that typing Mm -hmm. i can't it don't work that way i type fast now it's typos now i'm not cursing you out as effectively because i put duck instead of fuck and it's annoying it's fucking annoying that's the most annoying one the duck instead of fuck i need the tech companies you need phone numbers i don't give a fuck how high tech you are we still use phones. We still be using them. Mm-hmm. Have a phone number. Okay. Throw on all your motherfuckers. All your tech companies with no phone numbers or people spend money to use your service and you don't even have a fucking number for me, all of y'all going to fucking pick pit. Fuck y'all. I hate y'all. Even with my credit from Lyft, I still hate y'all too. Fuck all of y'all. I'm annoyed. Okay, I'm done. Damn right. a bit. Well, uh, if you guys want to send me a credit <laughs> also, we'll take that. <laughs> I'll take the lift credit as well, yeah. <gasps> Even because I had to sit through that. So. Like I said, sorry. Go back to my pit. Like I thought I lost my wallet because I was too drunk to realize that I actually left it home all day. Okay. But that's that's something else. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to track down my wallet. I can't re- get to a number. I'm like clicking stuff on the app, texting, telling you what happened. Mm. We'll get back to you this day. We'll, we'll get back to you or I type in my number so we can contact the driver. No, like why can't I call somebody? Like fuck, I could call Domino's. 
their random ass number and they'll connect me to the closest dominoes that I live by. They could do all of that shit. Uber, you could get some shit where I can call something and you connect me to that driver right away. Why am I texting my number and something and maybe my driver will get back to me? That motherfucker still hasn't called me. Thank God my wallet was on my bed. Mm-hmm. But what the fuck? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's shitty. We pay money. Get your shit together. Yep. Okay, Get I think I'm done for real now. Uh, did we do a podcast? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can, as always, please subscribe, follow, like the show. We are on iTunes. Uh, we are on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Stitcher. Google Play, yes. TuneIn app. We all are in all those places, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. We are there. Please continue to leave us reviews on iTunes. We fucking love and appreciate them. You can do that if you are in the iTunes app on your iPhone. Go into search, search us, T Queen and Jay, and yes. go through that to leave a review. Yeah, yo. Leave That's review. how you do it. We yes. appreciate that. I read them often. <laughs> Queen reads them often. <laughs> <laughs> we do, we do. We're probably gonna start reading them on the show too. They're fun. They're interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we love those fucking reviews. Leave us five stars. Say whatever the fuck you want to say. We're gonna read it on the show. Um. As always, please make sure you are following us on social media at T with QJ on Twitter and Instagram. T with Queen and J on Facebook and Tumblr. Also, be sure to visit our website for all kinds of updates and big fun things. T with Queen and J dot com. And if you want to send us email, you can do that at T with Queen and J at Gmail dot com. Oh, you said a lot. I know, right? A lot of words. We're doing it, and you wasn't like all breathy and stuff. What else? Anything else? I think that's it. Remember our party, Juneteenth? Juneteenth. June 17th. That's actually not a date. June 17th. I know, right? It's on Juneteenth. <laughs> Juneteenth.com. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Our party is on Saturday, June 17th. Juneteenth kickback. Um, come through. Come to Von Bar. We'll be there at 4 p.m. Kicking it, laughing, having drinks, talking shit, high-fiving, all of that good stuff, yo. Yes, come. Because you want to rumble with the B, huh? Right. All of that. Uh, okay. Um, I had to say it again. All right. That's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, yo. Come through. Yes. Come kick it. Black Lives Matter. What else? Wash your bonnets. Wash, wash your, your bonnets. Wash your scarf. Wash your hair ties. Wash. Nobody want to smell. Yo, don't bring no stinky scarf to your booze house, yo. <sighs> you Nobody know the one with the, the oil stains? Don't bring that one. Don't bring that one. I mean, if it's, if it's fresh oil, not if it's no. old. Don't br- no. Yeah. The oil stains. Yeah. That's nasty. That's nasty. Buy new house slippers. You don't have to wear true, like true, those true. things be dirty mm-hmm. as fuck. Buy some yep. new house slippers. Do that. I bought some for myself the other day. Now nah, that's why I can judge you guys now. All right, cool. Buy some new house slippers. Say her name. Stop killing trans women. Disability too white. Um, what else? Native lives matter. Don't they have the uh, different hashtag for that? I don't know. I don't know. Stop killing indigenous people. That shit is whack. Mad whack. Stop appropriating motherfuckers. That shit is whack. Stop. Stop leading black women by asking them if that's their real hair. Oh, that's not how you say hello. <laughs> you say hello first. That's all I'm saying. Um, What else is important? Give black women your money. Pay black women. Um, I don't know. I'm tired. Let's go. All right. Peace. better get her because peaches got a hot comb in his hands okay girl you know what oh no 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 i know that you crossed the line girl what were you thinking she wasn't thinking look look everyone i'm really sorry 
I was just singing a song. I don't know why everybody's tripping. It's not like I called anybody a nigger. I said nigger. Just stop, okay? It's a word. It's a part of the hip-hop culture. It doesn't even mean anything anymore. Oh, you cannot be that stupid. If it doesn't mean anything anymore, why is Peach still holding that hot comb? <laughs> You're the authority on what's black? You. Two years ago, you were a biracial grunge girl, and a couple years before that, you were just some preppy white girl. That doesn't matter, because when you use that word, only one of us gets hurt.